Plantation SDA Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. for our weekly discussion. From Genesis to Revelation, let's read the Bible in themes with Season 2 of The Bible Unmasked. Hello and welcome to Bible Unmasked. This is episode... 25. 25. And we are so excited you've come to join us again. And um, we have some amazing guests with us again today, Dexter. Huh? Who are they? Oh, my goodness. This is like our all time most favorite people. <laughs> um, Rebecca and Shanley Calliad. Welcome, bestest friends. <laughs> Thank you for having, having us. Good. Well, we are going to dive in here and we're going into the book of Ephesians. And um, our theme there is adopted after being abandoned. Quite an interesting theme here. Very much so. Very much so. I've been, you know, looking through Ephesians. And one of the theme I have I, that keeps popping up, he keeps talking about adoption. He keeps talking about being chosen. He keeps talking about you're no longer strangers and foreigners, but your joint heir. And, um, and so that, that theme kind of resonated with me. I've had my own abandonment issue. So it really spoke deeply to my heart. And um, Shannon, Rebecca, one of them has this amazing story um, where their life was massively changed by a single event that happened that matches this theme and they're going to journey they're going to journey with us through Ephesians and you will see how their experience totally 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 um reflects the theme of adopted after being abandoned from Ex Ephesians excellent good well I'm looking forward to this before we begin let's have a word of prayer Father in heaven, God, we just call on you now and we invite you to be here with us at this moment. May you guide our words and may you um, just speak to our hearts as we are um, studying your word and as we are um, sharing our experiences. And um, we pray that those who are watching may be blessed and may um, you speak a word of, of comfort and truth and and encouragement to them. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. Let's go into um, chapter one of Ephesians. And we are going to be, re I'm going to be reading verses four and five. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Wow. So our tip here is the power of being chosen. So our question is, how could understanding that we have been chosen create positive change in our thinking and choices? Wow. And so, so before I try to dive into the question, Rebecca, um, let me have you share with, with our audience why this theme and this verse resonates with an experience you have had. Thank you. So um, I was adopted um, at, at birth. Well, I, I tend to say that I was adopted at birth, but um, I was given up for adoption uh, in the hospital. And a few days later, 
my mom, who I know as my mom, um, came and met me at the hospital and, and brought me home a few days later. And I've been with her and, um, and, and I've been with her ever since. So um, that that's my um, connection to this story about being adopted after being abandoned. Wow. No, no talk, talk to this question in particular now um, about being chosen. Um, it, so so I, I was trying to figure out from you, how does God's adoption of us into his family yeah. after we were abandoned, abandoned because of sin, abandoned because of Adam's wrong choice, but, but God somehow reached down into that hospital, Rebecca, and he said, look, you're not going to be left alone. You are too loved and too valuable, you know, for me to just leave you um, to go astray. I'm going to love on you. I'm going to accept you. I'm going to bring you into the family. How does the, 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 the biblical concept of adoption resonate or relate to your experience? Yeah, I mean, the idea of being chosen is exactly what happened with me. You know, um, I, I spent quite a few years doing a, a search once I became an adult and um, I would start and stop. And finally, when I uh, at one point I got um, non-identifying information of um, of uh, my biological family, of my biological mother. And um, the paperwork showed that, you know, she was a woman that was in the hospital, gave birth, and she decided um, to, to give me up for adoption. And, um, and then she didn't come back to sign the paperwork, you know. But then my mom came to the hospital and she met me. And in the same paperwork, it shows that she fell in love with me. She told the agency she'll adopt me without any, um, you know, without any sanctions or whatever, that she would take care of it all, you know. And um, she, she took care of me. I, I think I fell or something like and she took me to the hospital. Like, like she was she was constantly in contact with them uh, regarding my care. So, you know, when I look at the paperwork, it's like, I can look at it two different ways, right? I can look at it as um, I was abandoned, which I I don't even attach to that really that that um, that idea because I look at the other story, which is that I was chosen. My mom came to the hospital and got me, you know, and um, I've been with her ever since. So. <laughs> uh, wow! Wow! Yeah. No, no. Would Would you guys feel thrown off if I just start shouting a little bit? No, So would you say how how would people go about getting their chosenness to be bigger than they being given up or they being abandoned? How do you get to that place? Well, what does that transition look like? Yeah. Um honestly, I, I give a lot of credit to my mom because she over the years, I always say like she brainwashed me, you know, because she loves me. She loved me, you know, um, she, she's mine. That's mine. She's mine. You know, so um, I didn't I, I didn't grow up feeling um, as a, someone I didn't grow up feeling as if I was different from everybody else in the family, you know. Um, but when I read the paperwork, when I saw, you know, that she didn't come back to sign the paperwork, my biological mother didn't come back to sign the paperwork. And, 
you know, um, the things that they had to go through in order to to complete the process. It was sad, you know, and and um, when I met them, she had passed by the time I found them um, and her her family didn't know. So that was that was hard, you know, um, and it, it felt really bad, to be honest with you. Um, and so I, I I guess when I read it, I thought, do I think about being abandoned? you know, and the family not knowing about me all these years. And that feels bad, you know, so do I want to keep thinking like that? Or do I just continue with my original story, which is my mom got me from the hospital and I'm hers and, you know, um, and, and I've been with her ever since, you know what I mean? So it was like, honestly, looking at the paperwork, I thought I, I'm going to choose to continue feeling special, you know, and, and, and loved and and chosen because it, it feels good and it's it is my story you know so uh, yeah and I, I think there's oh my goodness lady is speaking with an anointing i just love this this is is so powerful and precious to me and i'll tell you why B because i think your chosenness list told me that's not a word but your chosenness <laughs> conditions your thinking not just about yourself but then how you feel about others, because you understand that others are chosen too. Yeah. So it, exactly. it, it, it helps you to treat people better. Um, it, it lifts your esteem when there is so much events and experiences that would beat you down or try to beat you down. That's the power of chosenness. Now, now Liz, before we jump the question to Shan, I want, I want to rope you into this. Sure. I, I learned from you guys sharing the story that Rebecca's a lot of this experience, you know, her finding her biological family, it unfolded when you guys were already together. Yes. What, what was your role in this? How did you support or not support? Talk to me about your experience with it and your role. So I, I thought really hard about it and I, I was trying to understand just what it is to be adopted right and there was this gap it was this this gap in the thought process and no matter what or how i thought i could not attach myself to try and experience it in one way shape or form um so i to be honest i abandoned that that thought process and said okay let me just leave that alone and just um just be there just be present Right. Because as a, from a male standpoint, you know, men generally, they try to fix things. Right? right. So, you know, my wife is going through these uh, a laundry list of emotions and I'm not sure what to do. So let me try and fix something. Uh, but I chose not to. And I just actually chose to uh, take I chose to take the position of I'll just be by her side, be the silent partner. Um, and when she needs me, I'll just be right there. She can just turn and, I'll, and I'm right there. And I'll support any way uh, she she needed because I clearly didn't know how to do it, right? So rather than uh, fight and 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 look at um, books and how to support and and hypothesize, and I just said, you know what, just just be there, just be present. And I think, in my mind, I think I think that was adequate. Would I have liked to have done more? Yeah, I don't know what more looks like. So um, that's what I chose to do, and I hope it was successful. To be honest. I hope so. No, no. It, 
if you answer this truthfully, you will not you will not lose the halo I am seeing over your head. Did, did, did you just read that answer? That was just too profound to come from your heart. Tell me the truth. That, that was wow. I'm, I'm like everybody. He's just showing out right now. That's what I mean. That's good. That's real good. Yeah, because I, I recently was hearing that, you know, it's not about being perfect, but about being present. Wow. Go on. So, go on. Go on. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Situations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep going on now to um, number two here. And we're going to go to Ephesians again, still chapter one, verse seven. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. So our tip is acceptable and forgiven. And our question is, how is our adoption and acceptance by God connected to his forgiveness? Yeah, I like the question. And, and, and Rebecca, I, I want to twist the question around to talk to your story. Okay. Because you did absolutely nothing wrong. Okay. Um, so, there, so, so, so forgiveness doesn't... Um, forgiveness doesn't factor into your experience but did did you have a, a point like a, a low moment where you somehow felt wrong in some kind of way did you ever had that experience because you know how when we are low we become illogical right um there were times throughout my um like young adulthood that i would feel um just sad right um not really knowing why but i would just feel sad and, and alone remember i used to say that a lot um i would feel like by myself even though i had i have a great support system but there will be just like maybe one day every few months where i would just sulk at home don't go anywhere you know um just cut my normal routine and um yeah, those were those were tough moments. Um, once I found my biological family, um, I learned that maybe that was like because somehow I knew that they didn't know about me. You know, I don't I don't know. But there was a time where um, the last time I felt like that I was home um, and I stayed home from church. Uh, she went to church. I stayed home from church. And I felt like that. And, and actually two moments. Once, um, God, I was crying, you know, and I heard in my in my heart. It's kind of weird. I don't know. I kind of heard it in my heart. I'll never leave you. Wow. You know? Wow. Yeah, that was that was amazing. And I believe that was God, by the way. <laughs> I believe. I mean, I hope so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It was a shot. No, no, no. Um, I, I want you to share with us before you jump into that, because I, I want some juice. Okay. And I, I want to know how you actually found your, your biological family. Uh, right. But before you do that, though, to tell me, or you could do either or. I also want to know, because we're talking about this forgiveness yeah. um, that God gave us to bring us into his family. But how, how were you able to release your mom because I'm, I'm i'm sure at some point there would have been a measure of resentment or a measure of how could you do this um and, and it probably became worse 
when you had your own child and you know how deeply you love your child and now you're wondering, I could never do that to him. You know, what was the experience learning to release her and then share that, well, whichever one you want to do first, share that journey with how you discovered your family, the biological family. Okay. Um, so uh, I just want to give like some definitions before we continue. Please. Okay. Um, I, you know, I know people think like adoptive family and uh, real family, they'll say like real family. Um, I say family, like my, my family that I grew up with um, and my birth family. Right, 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 or right. my biological family. So, um, my because you know, adoptive is just it wasn't even in our vocabulary growing up. So, but anyway, um, as far as forgiveness, I did feel, um, I, I did. There was a time where, um, I was in church and it was a sermon on forgiveness, and I remember praying, um, and asking God to forgive you know, things that, that happen. And somewhere in there, I was praying and I said, and I forgive my birth mother, you know, and I didn't even know that it was something I needed to do, you know, but uh, yeah. But when it, when I said it, I cried so hard, you know, mm. um, because I did feel like, um, she just left. I thought she, she just had me and left. You know, because um, I didn't have that much detail. So I had this image of, you know, baby by, her, by herself somewhere in the hospital. Because I, you know, I'd never gone to a nursery or anything like that. So I, I, I just had this um, just terrible image of, of myself being alone, you know, in the hospital. Um, and so, yeah, I did have to um, forgive. And, and that felt... Uh, like uh monumental i'll say mm. yeah i felt like i something changed mm. uh, yeah the was, mm -hmm. yeah so um yeah it, it seemed to allow me to think of her more you know and and i learned more later uh in life um through my sister who also um was given up by adoption by her as well a few years later and she found us through ancestry and she has paperwork too so once we completed paperwork we realized like wow this this was a really broken uh woman who had a lot of um hard, hardship in life you know and and she did right by us by doing this you right. know? she did she did right. right by us wow that's by, a that's a that's a powerful perspective that's what forgiveness does though it's a yeah. perspective altering moment. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. So the, the, the story, the story. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so um, the second time that, um, like I was saying, there were two moments um, that I went through. So another time where I was home, um, like, you know, sulking and stuff. This was the last time this happened. Um, I was at home. Shannon had gone to, to church. And I was just like laying in the bed, kind of crying a little bit, just sad. And um, I heard again, um, like in my head this time, 
um, go on social media. And I'm like, social media, like, why? I don't get it, you know? Because <laughs> by then I had searched, I had added my name to a registry. Um, the state uh, where I was adopted had um, records uh, sealed for 100 years. So I wasn't going to be able to get them until I turned 100. <laughs> and um, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it made it very difficult to get any kind of information, you know, um, which is, it would just stop. They, the state changed it just a few years, about two, three years ago, they changed it. So now, um, you know, people are able to request their information um, because, you know, the culture is different now, now, but before they get to a hundred before. Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. They can do it now. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I went online and created a profile and um requested information just based on I just asked people to um help me find this person you know and uh honestly there were so many people that were helping like there were so many people who were responding and asking questions to help me find my biological mother you know and um eventually uh, a, a a guy came on and he asked around his family, which other people were doing as well. And um, once he asked his cousins, he found, well, once he asked around the family, he found that um, his cousin had, um, his cousin's mom had a daughter um, privately, you know? And so she, they asked more questions and then he sent a number to me of, um, he said, this could be possibly your brother. He wants to talk to you. So why don't you um, call this number? You know, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. By then, Shan came home. And I'm like, look, it was on the, uh, my TV screen. So I'm like, look, 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 you know. <laughs> I have a phone number. Like, he said to call. And um, I was really nervous. So I didn't call that night. I called the next. I, I thought I called the next day. But um I hung up. I think I remember dialing the number and then I thought I hung up, you know, because I remember punching the numbers in and then I stopped it. So I, I think I called. I'm not sure. But then he called the number, called me back. Ooh, scary. So number. <laughs> I picked up, you know, and I, I picked up and I said, hello. And I was thinking, yeah, I know. I just like called and hung up on this person, this guy, you know. And he said to me, hi, Rebecca. Um, I'm calling because my grandmother gave me your name and number. Mm. She said she spoke to you three years ago. Mm. And I was like, wait, is your grandmother's name Rosetta? And he said, yes. I was like, oh, my gosh. I called her three years prior when I was just calling random people, you know, with, with certain criteria and I told her my story and she never said anything, but apparently she kept my name and number for three years and gave it to my, who turned out to be my brother, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. who called me. So I never called him. We were, I guess, calling each other around the same time. Wow. So that was pretty amazing. Um, yeah. you, you know, one part of the story that, well, two things, two things that really stands out as you keep sharing. One is I love the authenticity with which you speak. You, you're just keeping it real. Because you spoke about the sadness. 
And yeah. a lot of believers need to understand that your faith in God does not preclude you from being sad. Right. When ugly things happen to us, you're not going to just go dancing. I mean, let's, let's, be, let's be realistic. Right. right. Yeah. And, and yeah. So sadness is not evidence that you have lost your faith or you have little faith. Mm. Sadness simply means that you're living on earth. That's what it means. <laughs> yeah. um, and the, the other thing that I thought was great is that you kept following the voice of God. He spoke to your heart. Yeah. They helped you release your mom, birth mom. And then he spoke to your head to say, girl, get on social media. <laughs> right. I, I, I love that you kept following. Now, no, Shan, before Liz jumps to um, the final question, I, I in, in this whole process, I, I, I got you not trying to be perfect, but being present. Right. What stood out the most to you? What was the most shocking or what, what shook you up? What, what was most or shocking? That's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a doctor, so you can say that. <laughs> you can create words. Yeah, you yeah. it. <laughs> Put it on Wikipedia. <laughs> what wowed you out the most in the whole journey? The way she handled it. Mm. Mm. The way she handled it, I honestly, for lack of a better term, uh, you know, I just got to keep it uh, non-churchy and keep it 100 for a second, is uh, I thought she um, she handled it like a champ. She, she wasn't, I thought she was going to be really emotional. You know, that's what I was expecting. I was expecting uh, to see her cry randomly. I expected to see her um, maybe slip into some depression. Um, I uh, expected to probably get some uh, uh, some help for her, and none of that happened. Now, now at least none of that. I didn't see that. I don't know that it didn't happen. I just didn't see that. So, from my perspective, um, it felt like she was was owning what was happening and met it head on. And you know, most people don't like to meet the boogeyman in the closet. Right, because they're boogeyman, and they're in the closet, <laughs> and the boogeyman is bigger in our minds than what the actual size of the boogeyman. And, and so, to meet the boogeyman, so to speak, of her biological family, it, I felt like she just opened the door, so to speak, and said, "Hey, boogeyman, come on, let's dance. Let me find out. Let's deal with it." And I felt like uh, I, I felt um, very proud for her that she was able to handle such a thing with strength because to be honest i don't think i could have done it wow yeah thank you you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> okay let's go on now to number four um our last one here and we're going into chapter two verse 19 so now you gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners you are citizens along with all of god's holy people you are members of god's family so our tip here is i belong and how all of us love to hear that um and our question is how do you go about shaking off the feeling of being second class yeah i like that and again throughout the book of ephesians he, he paints a picture of our ugliness, of our darkness. But then you jump into chapter two and you like you hear him saying, you know, you used to be, you used to be, but God, right. but God, who is rich in mercies. 
And, and, and so, so, so there's this concept of God lavishing grace and love upon us and almost obliterating our past life of shame, guilt, and sins. And he's saying, you belong. I want you. Mm-hmm. You're mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of the most encouraging um, books in the Bible. And uh, so, so, so Becky, let me, let me switch now this question um, for you. How would you speak to somebody who was, who felt, who feels abandonment, who was adopted, who for some reason, or who, who was in the foster care system, you know, and, and who feels a sense of second class, like, like they're second class, they're not good enough. They don't measure up. They, they, from, from, from birth, they did not count. How do you speak to them? Yeah. You know, that's, that's tough for kids to, for any kid to feel like that, you know? Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that, is, that is tough. I, w- I wouldn't, you know, want any kid to, to feel like that. So I would say <clears throat> um, that God won't leave you he'll never leave you you know like he said to me and i pray to god that you hear it in your heart too you know that he won't leave you because there were times honestly that that was the only thing that i would think about sometimes you know um when i was having sad moments so um and and hold hold on to any any good moments that you may have had maybe you know, a teacher that helped you out, the librarian or, I don't know, the bus driver, <laughs> you know, um, the, the foster care uh, mom, the cafeteria lady, like, or a cafeteria person, the janitor. Like, if there were people in your life that, um, that sowed positive seeds in your life, you know, choose to hold on to, to those memories too, because those were... Um, some seeds that were sown in you that could take root and flourish too, you know? Um, wow. Uh, yeah. It, it, I'm, I'm thinking about the, how it says that, you know, God chose us from long ago. And um, I would say to um, hold on to that. You were created, you know, um, in 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 love from from before you were in your mother's womb you know and um there there were times honestly i'll tell you my story isn't pretty the whole thing you know and when i found out the social worker said to me you know you were adopted so what i'm about to read to you is is not pretty and, and none of them are which is why you were were given up you know and when i found my biological family um, my my grandmother, who, who, who my birth grandmother, who um, it shows in the paperwork that she was willing to take me if if they could, um, you know, if if they could, if 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 she she was willing to take me, but I was already with my mom, right? So um, when I when I met her, and she would always sing my mom's praises, you know, tell your mommy thank you and and give her a big kiss for me. And she said, I could not have done that. Okay, that's what she said to me. Wow. I could not have done that. And 
Oh my gosh. Like my mom changed my life. Wow. God brought her in my life to introduce me to love, you know, to introduce me to God, to introduce me to a, a family that probably would have never told me I was adopted, you know? Um, and so I, I she, she could not, my birth grandmother could not have done that. Like I would be a completely different person, you know? Yeah. So, um, I would say to, and, and that I'm praying for you because it's, it's not easy to feel like you're by yourself in this world. You know, it's, it's not easy to wow. hear. You look like someone I know. Do you have any family in Philadelphia? Like, I don't know, you know? Um, and, and I spent years like that, you know, answering doctors questions of, uh, what's your medical background? I don't know. You know, that's not easy. And it's things that, um, you know, a lot of us take for granted. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm praying for you. And I pray that God shines his love on you and that you you feel God's love and know that you were chosen by him. And he owns this whole earth. You know, he made you. He made you. So that's that's what I wish you. Wow. Preach it, preacher. Preach it, preacher. <laughs> I, I, I just want you guys to know this is the first time Rebecca Kalian mm -hmm. is sharing her story publicly. And it first happened on the Bible Unmasked season two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so Rebecca, when you write that book and you sell and you make the New York Times best list, <laughs> remember um you first interviewed with dexter and elizabeth tom <laughs> okay holla out a brother holla out a brother <laughs> wow. wow yes wow, rebecca that's so moving i don't even know how to end this program now that was just like that was the the icing on the cake there. Thank yeah. you so much. What, uh, what a story. And I know that many who are listening, they have been blessed and um, they have taken something from this to be encouraged. Um, and God has spoken to them through you. So thank you so much. And Shan, thank you also for your support as you've been standing by your wife through it all. Um, yeah. That, has been, that has been, I'm sure, a gift as well. Um, so we want to remind you that this airs every Sunday evening at 7.30 um, on our plantation, sda.tv. But as you know, um, it's online, so you can share it with a friend. You know, maybe you know somebody who would be blessed and gifted by this story. So please share it with them. And um, Dexter, we are our next episode. So episode we... 26. It's the book of Philippians. Yeah. Mm. Listen, and the, the theme, the theme that we're studying is strength and joy. You have a prisoner, right? He is he is chained in a dungeon, a dark hole in the ground, right? He a lot of his letters, this is Paul now, a lot of his, le his letters, there's, there's blood on it. Mm. And, 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 and with those bloodstained letters, as he's chained, his bathroom is right where he's standing. He writes in Philippians, I am sitting with Christ in heavenly places. Wow. Yes. wow. So it, it's, it's the most joy oriented book in the entire Bible. I have, I have um, a prayer warrior mm. coming to share their journey of strength and joy from the book of Philippians. So you've got to stay tuned. You've got to share it with a friend. Um, you got to hook up with us next Sunday at 7.30 for episode 26. 
Excellent. Okay. So to close off, we definitely want to have a word of prayer. And I'm going to ask Shan if you could just close for prayer with us, please. Sure. Um, dear Father, thank you so much for this time that we have. <clears throat> um, this has been a blessing for all of us. Uh, and I pray that someone here who's listening on the other end, watching it, will be so inspired to, A, in this order, accept you um, and accept the fact that they are chosen. And if they're going through something similar, to have the courage through Christ to um, search and, and feel accepted and find their biological family if they're looking for it. And if they are, trust that God will work through them and with them. With that, I just pray that everyone on this line is blessed immensely. Um, and just we thank you, God, for the opportunity uh, to be able to share the story. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Plantation SDA Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m., for our weekly discussion. From Genesis to Revelation, let's read the Bible in themes with Season 2 of The Bible Unmasked.